Hello, and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburne. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. Oh, I'm Sarah Babe. Sorry. <laughs> I'm playing that damn Matomi game. <laughs> As you probably guessed from our love of romance in games, that's only the natural progression. God damn, welcoming <laughs> Sarah into the fold. Oh, God, I was doing so well about not... You got to so see those about, dance battles. About Mystic Messenger. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. That is a time... It that is. is a true time test right there in Mystic it is. Messenger. Anyways, thank you viewers <laughs> and listeners and those at home for coming to our episode on Mass Effect 2's Miranda Lawson. Miranda Lawson. Y'all, Miranda. I have opinions and I am excited. Yes, oh. me too. I, I also am excited. don't have I, much of an opinion. On Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, like, I have an okay, opinion, we'll but it's into, just kind we'll of like, eh. Like, I don't have, I think I I probably am closer to Sarah on this one. I don't have, like, an intense reaction like I've had to several of our other playthroughs this far. I think my most but, intense reaction to Miranda is, wait, wait, spoiler alert. That ass? Mass. That's real oh, mass okay, okay. That's, I was just saying dash. <laughs> ass <that>. effect. <laughs> mm, ass effect. Like, yeah, for Miranda, it's mm, ass effect. A large amount of notes, you guys. I oh. actually, okay. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. Alert. I'm excited for this. So, okay. alert. This is your chance to turn off the podcast if you don't want spoilers. That's really all I can tell you. So if you don't want spoilers, you probably shouldn't listen right now. So turn off the podcast or else you're going to find out last. No, that doesn't even work. Okay, I'm sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Wee-hoo, this podcast will contain spoilers. As is the nature of discussing overarching plot and story, we will be covering various beats during this show that will spoil it for you. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. Wee! Should <laughs> I? Let's, um, boring stuff. Uh, Mass Effect 2 was released for the PC and Xbox 360 in 2010, followed by the PS3 in 2011. The developers were BioWare, uh, and the publisher was Electronic Arts. The writers were Mac... Bleh. Mm-hmm. <coughs> voice over voice. The writers were Mac Walters and Drew Carbysheen. The rest of the team was Luke Christiansen, Chris Letoile, Patrick Weeks, Malcolm Azania, Chris Hepler, Bryn... Mm-hmm. Brian Kendrigan and Jay Turner. The voice. Jay Turner. Uh, sorry, I just felt <laughs> I ne- it needed an epic voice. Works for me. Um, in this case, uh, the one that matters is the voice of male Shep, Mark Mears, because Miranda Lawson, voiced by Yvonne Strahovski, is a male Shep only romance. She is also the super awesome CIA, I think, secret agent in Chuck. Yeah. Is she CIA? Yeah, she is CIA. And I she, she was, was the FBI. actual Wrong one. Um, she was the actual character model for this character yeah. as yes. well, which as soon as you look her up, you're like, yeah, that's that, yeah, yeah, that's Miranda. Legit. Except just change, so when y'all say dad ass, <laughs> when y'all say dad ass, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Yvonne, we don't mean to be disrespectful. It's just it's a nice shape. <laughs> to be fair, I'm sure we mostly did character model after her face, and then oh, did right. yeah. um, game physics for the rest of her yeah. because I, mean, I, have you I watched think- Chuck. <laughs> That's an anti-grav ass. Like, yeah, pretty. but like this. So I'm. We're gonna delve in this later, but I'm just gonna say this up front. Miranda Lawson's character design falls under the um, male Daisy spectrum. <laughs> putting it mildly, yes. It also falls under the comic book 
female art flaw where they kind of draw a naked woman's ass and then paint it to look like there's clothes on top of it. Hell, they like do that Spider to Woman. Nightwing too, though. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> Have you seen the Spider Woman cover where you can see the pucker of her asshole? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what? Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's no pucker in this one for those of you at home, but I'm pretty sure that's only because she's standing up and her butt cheeks are falling together because it does look like they literally just painted skin over like, like a suit Yes, I'm just slightly ass. desensitized to it because I read way too much Nightwing and that's how they do his ass too. <laughs> so um, at least her boobs look like they're in a shirt. So I'm going to give credit to the designer who was more of an ass man than a boobs man, apparently. <laughs> But, like, it was <laughs> excessive, and the camera shots were all centered on her ass more than anything Congratulations for only objectifying half of her. That ass? For only extremely objectifying one half of the character. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to take a small step back to talk about Yvonne Strahovski. Yes. Um, She's pretty cool. She's an Australian actress, which um, this was the first time that I think I've heard her use her regular, like her actual real accent, Um, mostly because like most of what I've seen her in is is the stuff she's done in the U.S. So Chuck, um, I know she was also in. uh, Oh, boy. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, uh, Handmaid's Tale. That's the word. Um, Oh, yeah. She was the wife. Yes, and she that. does a phenomenal job in that, but I couldn't get through it personally because it was a very dark time and I could just see us going in that route in real life. So I, mm. I can't I can't do it. Supreme so. Justice Handmaiden approves. Yeah, but I did see she uh, she did the voice of Kate Kane Batwoman in 2016 in Bad Blood, which I didn't know, which is cool. I'm a Bat oh, fan. Oh, you know. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's done some she's stuff. Cool. She's done some stuff. She's got a lot of awards, which is obviously worth it because she's phenomenal. So mm-hmm. she's pretty cool. Yeah, I dig her. I uh, used her as a basis of what one of my characters looked like back in the day. Nice. Yeah, that's fair because she is a beautiful woman, a hundred percent. Voice is gorgeous. Yeah, she's got a. She does great voice acting. So yes, like I just need, we needed to like accent. make sure we went we went into the the actor thing for a second yeah, too. So. Of course. <laughs> Back to the objectification, though. Yes, <laughs> don't want to miss that. Um, you can't miss that. You really, you really can't. can't. <laughs> Did you hear us talk about it on our Jack episode? Because yeah, I feel like. Of the games thus far, Mass Effect 2 did fall the most into objectification. I think they saw sort of the market that they got for Mass Effect 1 and basically went, oh, yeah, we can do whatever, right? And we're like, they made it more cinematic, but at a loss for common cinema tropes that are unappreciated (laughs) by women (laughs) across the globe. Well, I mean, it. It's uh, it's surprising because they have so many women on the writing staff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will I, say though, Miranda yeah. feels like the most filled out character like story beats wise. She actually has a personality that is not based on being your romance option. Well, yeah, that's because she's based on her father. Yeah. I mean, that's true. She doesn't even have a mother. That's true. She's a clone. Like, she's she a clone. is she is a clone of her father. She's a GMO. She's literally a GMO yeah, clone. Yeah, she is that 
big fucking apple you get way off season that lasts for three months in your friggin' refrigerator. You take it out and it still is good. And you're like, <laughs> doesn't feel natural, but I'm going to have it anyway. Cause I really want an apple. <laughs> Let's it's not a real. Okay. It was me. I, I had the apple. Yeah, but, I, but she's I, very, very honest. And she's always honest, like to a fault. Like one of the first things she tells your shepherd is that she would have implanted you with a control chip because she thinks you're a fucking loose cannon. <laughs> and I appreciate that, like yeah. from a female character, just the she's not mean about it. You asked it's her a, a matter question. Of fact. It's yeah. a matter of fact thing. It's not it's not I can't handle you. It's a you're a fucking loose cannon. I would yeah. have put a control chip in you. Yeah. I appreciate that very it's, greatly that they wrote that in for this character because she be is a bad bitch right off the bat. I mean, it's a little dehumanizing for Shepard because you think about that's kind of my brain went struck directly to like shot collars for dogs. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Shepard says that though, too. Like he responds immediately with like, well, I don't think I would like that very much. And she's like, oh. I'm just, just telling you. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, just saying. <laughs> She's like, that's what I would have done. I mean, yeah. I feel like um, what I like about the actual background that she has. So for those of you at home, um, Miranda's pretty upfront that she was created genetically straight from her father's DNA and completely genetically modified to be more intelligent, to be, you know, have faster reflexes, be stronger, have advanced biotics to be Uh, beautiful even. Yeah. Which is objectifying as fuck, but you know, in the modern objectification world, if you want somebody being able to manipulate other people, you would make them more beautiful just because that's a proven fact. That well, that and it also makes sense. Like, if her father is this narcissistic asshole, which he does seem to be, like, if you're yeah. gonna have yourself cloned and made into a woman, like, of course, you're gonna make it as sexy I mean, beautiful as possible. If mm-hmm. I <sighs> If I were to have myself cloned as the as Peak a male form of yourself, yeah. I would I would give myself a nice dick. That ass though. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to be like, yeah, I made a clone of myself, but man, ton of dick. I mean, like- let's talk about cyberpunk. <laughs> would you go penis one or penis two? And then on the size slider, which way? <laughs> Is it clip out of shorts or not clip out of shorts? <laughs> I feel like anything over one is clip out of shorts. Mm. <laughs> but I think, you know, in all, ridiculous. The, in all of reality, the fact that he chooses to make his clones into women is super interesting. Like, as you uh, find out. I mean, from how a, else from- do you make a dynasty? Men can't carry babies. Well, hmm. he just proved that he can create mm-hmm. yeah. his own well, child. Right. But his child may not be able to create their own child. Here's my thought. He's because narcissistic why would he get- as fuck. He wants yeah. to imagine boinking himself. Oh, God. I mean, it's disgusting, but. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. I just, That's I'm true, not- probably, but I'm not happy about it. Because Miranda doesn't really say that her dad, like, abused her in well, that no, way. Well, no, she ran away from home very early and, and took right. her baby yeah, sister there, with there her. Yeah, there is no her indication of any, no. Yeah. there is no, no indication of any sexual abuse. Just but it's very clear, a- he, he objectifies her 
wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like, yeah, she is a piece of property to him. He he meant she mentions as well that she wasn't the first uh, person that he made. Yeah. Like he he had made sisters before, yeah. like her. He she was just the first one that he kept as like. <sighs> And Sarah, what you just said, Shepard actually has a line very early on when he's talking with her. He says, you talk about yourself like a tool to be used. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. 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 So like straight up, that's exactly what she thinks she is. And she probably was when she was created that way. She does not think of herself as having any worth for herself. Um, right. It's all just based what on she can do this, for other yes, people. the GMO like that she is. And Shepard calls her out pretty quickly. And that's, I mean, I didn't love that he had to be the one to like, hey, no, you're worth it. It's all about your soul and your actions and who you are on the inside. And, you know, whatever. She has some very serious imposter syndrome, I guess is what I'm saying. And I, I related to that. <laughs> I do. I, I find it very interesting. And one of the, my favorite lines from Miranda in this is, I can only take responsible, responsibility for my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because everything else was created for me. Mm-hmm. And that is very, I think that gives a very deep character to her because a lot of people who are, who know that they're quote unquote perfect or know that they're superior in certain ways do not have that humility to be like, yeah, dude, I, I screwed up. That's me. I did that. She's calling herself on her privilege, which is a yeah. really interesting thing for them to have within this storyline I thought right and there's there's a very I find myself thinking some of the choices that Miranda makes in the romance makes me think oh my god she's such a control freak and I'm like no she's not a control freak she's making decisions Mm -hmm. and including Shepard in them Mm -hmm. that doesn't make her a control freak that's Mm -hmm. her asserting herself so I mean it's really yeah that was great like, I I actually, so I finished watching the video and then I stormed around the room at Ethan going, why is she the best fucking romance in this game aside from Thane? Why? <laughs> why? Because she was built to be the romance for the game. She was, they yeah. always, so this is the thing about Mass Effect romances. They always focus and make like one usually like the actual built romance that they like which is why it's so tragic that they completely like this is a spoiler they completely sideline Miranda in Mass Effect 3 but in this game they really like take her as the central figure she's the first person that Shepard meets in game for her squad Mm -hmm. she's the if you're playing male Shep well, no, because yeah. as female Shep, you wake up on the table. Yeah. There's Miranda. She's the voice that wakes you up. I thought it was Jacob if you're femme Shep. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. I don't I'm think thinking so. something else. Um, because she's the one running the program. But when you yeah, right. wake up, when you like fully wake up in the emergency, the first person you see is Jacob. Okay. But when you wake up on the saying. table before they yeah. put you back under because you're waking up too soon because you're motherfucking shepherd who yeah, does yeah. whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, legit. She's like, no, this is too soon. Put him back under. She's like, yeah. keep calm, shepherd. <laughs> Just chill. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the second wake up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, and she's also like the person that is the actual face of Cerberus in mm-hmm. your actual team. She 
is legit hashtag boss bitch. Yeah, she is. she I love really it. is. I love it. Like she or even calls out. Yeah. <laughs> like you have Jacob on the crew who's also like a Cerberus member in your squad, but he's like, yeah, Cerberus is eh. I mean, like they get me what I want them to do, but yeah, it's kind of like grudging in my part. She's like, no, like this is like a legit organization. We need less xenophobes joining we need to do this this and this like she wants to take control of it yeah. because she really is super fucking intelligent and smart and like assertive and confident which wildly is wildly capable awesome yeah, which yes. is great i love it like she legit says at one time if i want to do something i do it mm-hmm. and i'm good at it like she literally yeah. can put her mind to anything and get shit done i i her abilities yeah. Dude, I fucking, I, I relate to that 100%. I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well because it's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I and like, will admit that I went into this romance thinking that I wasn't going to like Miranda because as the Cerberus organization, I fucking hate Cerberus. <laughs> yeah. I, hate Cerberus. I, went in, I went into this romance thinking I knew what her actual uh, quests were, but apparently over the years, I've completely forgot any of the quests you go on with Miranda. I oh. forgot about her sister. Oh, damn. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like, did really I, did I yeah. even play that? Sorry, you just goddamn played Mass Effect okay, 2, that's Bonnie, true, so that's I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's been years for okay. me. It's so. been like eight months for me, so. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was sometime before quarantine. What day is it? When, what year when was it? that? I don't Somewhere. know. Somewhere. Maybe time it, I guess it's time been is an illusion. Time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. Um, it's do a, we want to actually go through her story? Her story now that we yeah. <laughs> give yeah. everything away. Let's do a plot overview yeah. for our lovely Miranda Lawson. Uh, do you guys? Oh, do we need to do the plot over? Do we need to do a plot overview for her too? Yeah, I'll just do uh, a real. Fi- I'll do it real quick just so okay. we have consistency. Um, Mass Effect Two set in a futuristic Milky Way, where mass relays, aka technology al- allowing for faster than light travel, has allowed the human race to expand outward from Earth and into a society filled with other advanced alien races. Um, it is obviously a continuation of Mass Effect One. Um, the game starts with Shepard dying and being brought back to life by a pro-human org called Cerberus, which this program is being head by Miranda Lawson that we are discussing today. Um, without having a new much choices about it, um, you're fighting a new threat facing the galaxy and using the Cerberus resources to assemble a new team with some, mili- some old familiar faces. I'm <laughs> and, so sorry. Uh, maybe find love along the way. I just decided it was a good idea to pour a high life into my coffee and it's fucking great. <laughs> oh, good. Coffee and beer has to be good. It's like the champagne and orange juice of morning beverages. <laughs> but that's our uh, condensed plot overview. Uh, Ethan's controller just died so that you might have just heard a few seconds of cyberpunk music before I paused. Oh, um, no, I, oh, I did. You're oh, good. I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Okay. Um, I just so wow. the beer coffee boffy boffy <laughs> <laughs> have you had have you tried the um pbr makes a hard coffee now it's actually pretty I don't tasty tr- i don't trust that shit uh, it was real strong like but very tasty i had i had i've had bad experiences with my cards on the head if you're gonna call it a hard something just call it a fucking cocktail get it over with i don't trust that shit it's too full i can sugar, agree with that a bunch of nonsense I'll take my I beer and my cocktails. I don't do hard bullshit. <laughs> I do for agree seltzer. that calling anything hard is like, just say that you like 
have legit alcohol alcohol in there you don't need to say it's like a hard beer because that means it's just a fucking cocktail <laughs> what about well, right sparkling like, hard waters like the hard sparkling waters all right i do love those they These? give me a hangover just using hard in in your description of an alcoholic beverage just means i'm going to be hungover the next day and going to regret everything that i've done <laughs> in my entire right. life <laughs> Because of that one drink. Um, water <laughs> just makes me think of you oh, needing don't. to update your water softener. That's the only thing that hard water makes me think Loco. <laughs> I apologize for this rant and it's all my fault. For mm-hmm. Loco, let me tell you about, I think it was 2010. I'd like to tell you about my wonderful New Year's experience, except I don't remember it. Because I was drinking Four Loco, the before it got nerfed version of it. <laughs> I thought I was going to die the next day. I kept going, That's this fair. tastes awful, and taking another drink. And Brad's like, why don't you just stop drinking? I'm like, no, I already committed. I got another open. I got to do this. Like, Gross. it was What, did you worst. do, like, Four Loco hands? No. <laughs> I was just committed. I just, I get stubborn when I start drinking sometimes and I'm just like no good drink it I hear that <laughs> it was the worst goddamn decision of my life oh. you know what was not my worst goddamn decision of my life talking with Miranda in this game yeah that's true Boom. Um, segue. yeah so Miranda like let's give a brief overview of who she yeah. is um just to kind well, of she's really she's a clone yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's the second in command of Cerberus oh yeah yeah that too she um was a person created by her father who's consistently referred to as the most wealthy person in the galaxy by the way um and she was genetically engineered to be human human perfection basically mm-hmm. a perfect human being listen miranda just say your dad is jeff bezos okay yeah no shit <laughs> or uh who's our current uh Super villain in making, uh, fucking Elon Musk. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he smokes too much weed to be a super villain. <laughs> he he has enough money to put people uh, p- potentially on another planet. I think he should be nerfed. Just in my opinion, scruffy <laughs> <laughs> um, looking nerf herder. Yeah. <laughs> so I she was created to be massively intelligent. Um, have a great like physical constitution, uh, physical beauty, biotic abilities. Um, she has a quote near the beginning when she's showing off about how cool she is about being able to shoot a head off at like a hundred meters away. Um, yeah, that's a long way, by the way, that's yeah. a football field. And she's I was a- like, man, like hot. oh i instantly was like fuck yes own it girl own it and i was i was all about i was like fuck yes and then you love a confident lady yeah it kind of bothered me because shepherd does call her out for being cocky right away and i was like nah bitch she just knows her worth yeah yeah like there's a difference between cocky and knowing your worth yeah me a little bit cocky thinking i can take (laughs) off the guy that's 350 and 6'8 that's cocky. <laughs> well, going. I feel like this is one of the things where it's like, yeah, this is a male writing team. Because how fucking awesome is our femship? Like, yeah. if our yeah. femship said any of that, would be like, yeah, it's because fucking femship is badass. Mm-hmm. Miranda has that same confidence, and the guy's like, oh, you're pretty confident, huh? Yeah, yeah, bro. 
be like, yeah, yeah, knows what she can fucking do. If you said that, everybody would be like, yeah, that shepherd right there. But we have shown in previous romances that male Shep is kind of a dick. So it works. A little bit. Although he's not as much of a dick in this romance. like If you do the Paragon romance, because he does some shitty stuff. Shitty stuff is a renegade, but I mean, yeah. that's part renegade. of the course for renegade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. um, she she mentions a lot in her discussions that even though she had all of these advantages and was genetically modified and grew up with a wealthy, quote unquote, father, that quote unquote. this <laughs> wasn't good. <laughs> like yeah. she hates the fact that she's genetically modified and made into this perfect being because the expectations on her are so high. Her father was never satisfied with anything that she did, no matter what. Um, Just kind of making her better, 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 better. She was never good enough. And he, he was very strict. It didn't allow her to have any friends or a social life, probably because she was a fucking child experiment and i don't know how legal that is in this universe you know what i'm a little concerned about the child experimentation that goes on in mass effect 2 yeah i mean it makes me a little leery of the writers yeah well and that's that's one thing that kind of bothered me is you have a chance as shepherd to ask miranda so what about the experiments that cerberus does on kids like how does that make you feel because of jack mm. right and all that of the shit wrong. that jack went through and yeah she's like that was a mistake it was a very wrong thing for cerberus to do and they shouldn't have done it and you're like and she does say that they That's also it. put a stop to it yeah. when they found out. Because it, it, it does show in Jack's backstory that when the elusive man did see what was happening, he put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe I'm going to say this. In defense of the child experimentation. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> like, what can you say? <laughs> can we put, get a clip of that, Toddy? <laughs> <laughs> For when Sarah runs her office. Oh, no. Right. You right. don't uh-huh. know no, no, about no, no, her no. true beliefs. Yeah. In defense, <laughs> defense of child, of child experimentation. experimentation. I actually uh-huh. do have one thing in defense of this, and it is that the okay, idea behind it in the first place was that the children that they were experimenting on had already been exposed to radiation and stuff while they were in the womb accidentally due to an explosion um that's what it was supposed to be like when they took Caden like he was a kid that probably would have died without the experimentation if you will but they also didn't lie to his parents about where he was yeah they also abused the shit out of it and did not follow that model yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's there's only so much you can say to apologize for something that you've done that's terribly wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, doesn't make it, it doesn't ever make it right, but there's I, only so much you can do to apologize. That's true. I did look at the child experimentation thing for Jack and go, so they weren't happy with how much trauma Caden had. Mm-hmm. And also the runners of that program looked at the actual human thing that had gone badly before even when Caden was doing it and was like what about if we had no oversight <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's a better idea let's do and that then, and then Miranda's dad was like well I have a lot of money so I can just do whatever the fuck I want which I mean eat Fair the enough. rich guys I'm always on that train or buffet I should say but <laughs> the <laughs> the 
entire thing stating that he literally has made numbers of children this way and then either gotten rid of them or abandoned them or like what stole one yeah like did he just terminate those experiments and say that it was two words human soup oh my god i mean oh i'm sorry that was that was way creepier than it came out uh than it was in my head which might tell you a lot about me i'm sorry you know what that makes me think of though why don't the reapers just genetically create a bunch of humans to turn into stoop then because they did this the reapers have money well, they are reapers and are like peak technology. I don't think they need the money to do it. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that. I guess what I'm saying is that. Is do that the Miranda's, the dad, Miranda's dad is able to do all of these things because he has the money to. Um, the reapers sorry, are so advanced. That they literally created the mass relay system for the humans to utilize <laughs> and the other races to utilize to advance themselves. Okay, okay. Here it is. Here it is. We know how Miranda's dad is something. on a smaller scale. He he only has probably what, maybe 15 to 20 failed experiments to to you know disappear. Whereas the collectors have the entire universe full of beings. I What's just the feel <laughs> I feel like there's an easier answer to this dilemma, and I don't understand why the collectors decided mass genocide and extinction was the way to go, I guess. No. I just don't. Is it the, oh, the genetic gotta, material differential? Gotta... Like, take one person of each genetic stream, make a gajillion copies, eat those and then come back in another like a millennia or listen or, you know that middle management of collectors is like yo we got a bottom line <laughs> <laughs> or it's much more cost effective to do genocide i'm sorry you know what would be oh. even more cost effective is if they did exactly what uh the <gasps> council did to the progans uh, just do it to oh. everyone Oh no, that's bad. But the now problem we're, we're is, spinning. is we're spinning off. Oh god! The problem is the collectors do need the races to advance that's so true. that they can collect their genetic material for whatever like increase to themselves to make themselves the better. How is this different themselves? than the Asari? <gasps> oh, it's not. There's isn't there an entire thing about how the Asari powers are like a foil to the Reaper issue? You know, because huh. a lot of the Asari powers were given to them by the beacons hmm. that hmm. were left there by the whatchamafuck things. And then that was because <laughs> of the Reapers. I missed that entire. Yeah, I don't Yo, <laughs> Anyhow, but, we've but how much off. is that? How much did that cost? <laughs> <laughs> and what's the what's the return on investment there? Oh God, the ROI! No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh shit. We're awful. I love it. <laughs> We're um, awful. At some point, though, Miranda runs away from her <laughs> narcissistic, narcissistic, uh, ch- <laughs> a narcissistic child experimenting father, uh, <sighs> taking one of her clones. I believe the clone is like 15 years younger than her. Is the idea? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she was a teenager when he yeah. started making her. And thus, Oriana is the sister yes. slash twin's name. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. Well, she places Oriana with, like, a regular family. Oh, um, and hold then- up. Real quick question. Mm-hmm. So if you notice, he's made multiple clones. Mm-hmm. Miranda is starts with an M. Oriana starts with O. Was there a clone in between them that started with an N? Ooh. Maybe they skipped N for narcissism because he <laughs> wanted to be the only one with that trait. <laughs> That's an interesting. I like that, though. That That's, could be the case, though. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't cr- doubt it. That's fucking creepy as shit. Next, I we mean, have <laughs> Pamela. Uh, <laughs> I do want to say that I'm impressed that even though she's basically a clone of her father, she somehow managed to miss the narcissism trait despite being made into like a being of perfection mm-hmm. almost. You would think that she would be more susceptible to it. Well, yeah, because um, genetics is actually the answer to that because there are certain uh, genetic traits that people have that re- uh, dictate what their response to stressors are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have found that there are certain genetic and um, like a familial genetic makeups Markers. that uh, relate to certain mental illnesses and narcissism can be associated with psychopathy, which is different from sociopathy because you are born a psychopath, you are created as a sociopath. So uh, psychopathy goes with narcissism. So you can do the genetics is really the answer before I go off on all the TED talks I've ever listened to. Here's my guess. He didn't want her to be a narcissist because he's a narcissist and he didn't want her to be manipulative in that way. Yeah. So when they GMO'd her, they just flipped that little switch. Legit. Been yeah. the switch. I think what's so interesting about this entire backstory is he is creating these people to, like, like these daughters to secure a dynasty for himself. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, he isn't... Like, he's creating this person that will be submissive to him in his brain and need his, you know, approval for everything and doing all of this shit, which is narcissistic behavior, so that's fair. But in reality, how does he think that's going to end up working out? If If she takes over his work, is it only after he dies? And then she just continues his legacy as he expects. That's what I would assume. But also he's not giving them any sense of wanting to do that. And maybe, I mean, maybe that's why he created Oriana because he realized Miranda was going so far off the rails that there was no way in hell that she was going to do what he wanted with his legacy. Well, this starts to, this starts to get into some like really straight speculative. up no this starts to get into some straight up nature versus nurture type of yeah mm-hmm. arguments which uh while absolutely fascinating uh can get very long yeah that's true that's fair <laughs> i do think it is interesting though out of the organizations that miranda could have gone to she sort of handpicked cerberus and join mm-hmm. them in exchange for protection from her father. It sounds like they may have been may have been the most militaristic and ability able to protect from her father. Mm-hmm. Because truly, from what we know about Cerberus 
from the first game. They are kind of, they're basically a terrorist organization that doesn't really answer to any governments. And if we know anything about governments is that rich people have governments in their pockets. So the likelihood, like it does make sense to think that she chose Cerberus because they operate separately from the Alliance. Like they don't answer to them. They work against them in some cases. And it is mentioned that like she knew of them because her father sympathized with Cerberus and like sort of backed Cerberus a little bit. I, I don't quite know like why they would have passed up the backing of such a large donor just to take in Miranda though. Like that's an interesting. Uh, to be fair, I think Miranda just Cerberus can get money. Mm-hmm. But you can't just make a Miranda unless you're Miranda's dad. That is true. And she is so wild. I mean, she's second in command of Cerberus. Like, yeah, she's wildly competent her, and it's amazing. Obviously, mm-hmm. her return on investment is very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she did note that like Cerberus has some of the smartest like people mm-hmm. working for it. And that was one of the draws for her. Like, because she says that she was like jealous of Morden being able to work so closely with people mm-hmm. as smart as him, even yeah. though Genophage. Um, uh, yeah. We don't talk about that too loud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well we do, but yeah. And like that kind of shows that that sort of mindset and her sort of overlooking all of these bad things Cerberus has done has shown that she does have a bit of a selfish desire mm-hmm. to be able to put her uses to its full ability and she does want to change, I think, Cerberus's outlook, at least as much as, you know, the elusive man probably lying to her and being like, oh, no, no, no. Like, that's just a means to an end. Or, like, that's just, you know, this tiny subset of us that think that. Well, and that's when she calls out the xenophobia. It's when she's talking to Shepard and she she says, um, ugh, I didn't write the whole quote, but she, she calls out the xenophobia and she says, like, we have too many xenophobic people in this organization. We need people who are in it for the right reasons, like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, right before she admits that he is as wildly capable as she is. And then they get a little flirty and as cute as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like... Miranda's like realistic worldview on things and how they go. I don't remember if this is after her loyalty mission or not, but she mentions that her genetic modifications tried to make her perfect, but even Shepard, who is just Shepard, like he could have grown up a kid on the streets. He could have just been like a normal spacer kid. Like there's multiple backgrounds Mm -hmm. he could have had is basically the best like he's almost human perfection by himself and then he says human perfection (laughs) that must have been after the loyalty mission because i think yeah it was but the idea that like she's so insecure about her own abilities to the point where she only focuses on her mistakes and says that the thing that makes her who she is is not the good things that she does with her abilities it's the mistakes she makes and Mm -hmm. that's what makes her different from her father (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is a weird mindset to have like it's such a crippling insecurity i feel like even though she comes off as really confident 
the hyper focus on any mistakes she makes because she considers her mistakes to be like the worst thing that she can do. Well, it feels like imposter syndrome, like through and through. It feels like all of the good things that I do are only because of these things that have been put, put in place for me. The only things that that I'm affecting are my fuck ups. And like, I don't know about y'all, but it does not matter like any of the skills that you've gained. Like as soon as you are put in that place where you have to do it, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm not going to do this, right? Like, there's no way in hell. You know you can do it. You know you should be able to do it. You've done it for years. You've studied it. Like, you're probably kind of an expert on it. But you still, every time you get put in that place of power, you're like, mm, I'm going to fuck it up. Oh, they're going to find out now that I don't actually know how to do this. Exactly. I, I think I definitely don't have that. Because uh, I do have the moment of, oh, man, I'm going to fuck it up. Nah, you're going to be good. You've done it before. <laughs> like, I really, and I don't know what that exactly says about me specifically, but. Not um, everyone has imposter <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> right. I mean, there are moments when I'm like, oh, shit, I can't do that. They're, t- they're asking me to do math. I can't do math, which I can a little. Um, <laughs> I can math a touch. Uh, but I, I think it affects a lot of people mostly when they're in. Uh, careers or oh um, I mean I'll tell you right now stage combat stuff it does not matter really oh really every time I go into a job I'm like I don't know why I think I'm qualified for this what the hell I and then fi- I sit and I look at my resume and I'm like you are though you're qualified you just don't you need to get it in your head that you can do it <laughs> like Tawny I am like eight inches and probably a good hundred pounds on you and I am physically intimidated by your ass <laughs> That like, is I will fuck um, with you. a persona that I try to keep when I do fight stuff because you have to when you're working with guys because when you're five foot nothing and you walk in and you're like, I am going to teach you how to one, not hurt your partner, but look like a badass. They don't believe you unless you're like, bish, I will own it. Um, See, these people don't understand. You got to be where the short people, short people will F you up. <laughs> yeah, they have like, like why don't these people know this? Syndrome? They're more aggressive because yep. they know that they're smaller than you. So, and they- you know, <laughs> I can go after a guy who's 350 and 6'8 and be like, I will fight you. And I will just glare at him. I will probably lose with my shoulders back. Mm-hmm. Right. And let him think what he wants to think. And you just. I know you all can't see the Zoom meeting right now, but she just did that. And I'm like, please, no. Um, <laughs> it's all in the walk. You got to walk like you're going to kill Captain America. <gasps> I would be, Nobody I would do sneaky walk Captain doing America. that. That's it's like the, the Bucky walk. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 I always, I always think of the queen walk from that awful uh, Huntsman movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. As, I know. You, as soon as you said queen walk, I was like, oh yes, yes that one too. Charlie's there. Charlie's. <laughs> how's, how does my Charlie's dad say? There. He says, oh, my dad no. says, if you, if you walk like a wolf, wolf, people don't tend to fuck with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. It is. It's all about, yeah. This is getting off topic. But Miranda does it too. Like yeah, they have she's, absolutely put that into her character. She has an amazing posture and ass, mm-hmm. but she has an amazing posture that demands respect from people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't, and you see it in the way that she draws her weapon. You see it in the way that she interacts with um with Shepard. You mm-hmm. see it in the way she whispers something in his ear. You see it in the way she goes for being on top when it gets to the sexy time scene. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the first kiss scene? Are we there yet? 
Uh, um, we have to do our loyalty mission. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, um, long story short, she's got a sister. She's been hiding her from her dad. <laughs> her dad's like, yo. And then, the, like, they corrupt her dude who's, like, her friend. And then she's like, what? And if you don't do the Peregrine option, she shoots him in the friggin' head. If you do, she doesn't. Yeah, like, either way, she's okay with it. Yeah. But, um, and then she, like, Biotics, this friggin' Asari trooper away. Not a commando, but she's definitely an Asari fighter. Like, just biotics her into, like, the nothingness of the dock. Um, And then the sister's okay. (laughs) Well, and and as Shepard, after you... Um, after you tell her whether or not to shoot what's his nuts, his name starts with an N. I can't find Nivet, it. I want like, to say uh, Nelson. Nivet? Nivet? Niven? Natten? I wanted oh, to say a... Nelson for some reason, but that's Harry Nelson. I don't know. It's why like a Nexi or ne- it's like yeah. four words I want to say. It's not Nevik. Nevin? Nevik? Nevik sounds right. I think it's Nevit. I think it's Nevit. Yeah, something like that. She can either shoot him or not, Um, but basically, yeah, same. Um, But he tells her he's the only one with the information. Um, He was going to return her sister to her dad because, like, she took Oriana away from this really great life of riches and money and having everything that she ever wanted ever because Miranda herself didn't want that doesn't mean that Oriana shouldn't have it, which arguably, like, makes sense but he didn't live Miranda's experience of being right. mm-hmm. um controlled by this dude for so long yeah so and to be fair like from Miranda's point of view Oriana is her genetic twin mm-hmm. yeah. in all understanding of how her life grew up and how she feels about things and how it affected her she only saw the same exact thing happening to her sister mm-hmm. like yeah. this is she took Oriana away when she was a baby because her dad didn't like how Miranda was going so he started growing another person to replace her right. like Miranda wasn't listening well enough or he wasn't doing what she wanted so she escaped and Nivet helped that. He helped her do that. Like, in all honesty, he did. Like, he never betrayed her. He was the only friend that Miranda ever Mm -hmm. had and the only one that she kept and didn't cut ties with. And he didn't know that Miranda took her sister. Like, that is stated in the Mm -hmm. story. He did not know that. And he was like, when they told me that you did that, I said, no, Miranda would never have done that. But then when you told me you did that, I called... Oh, Niquette. Niquette. That's it. That's it. It was bothering me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, He called them back the same day and she was pissed. She was like, you didn't call me. You didn't let me explain. And then he went into the whole thing about how, you know, she could have lived a good rich life. I've Mm -hmm. been poor before. I understand that that's not something you want, bro. If you understood why Miranda wanted to leave and you didn't snitch her out and accept money from her father, then you know, that was a bad fucking situation. And also they show us Oriana's family and they don't, don't look, look poor. poor. Oh, like, they, they look do pretty not. well off. And you They're know right. Miranda's like bankrolling that shit. Come on. Like there's no way that Miranda would just drop her off in a fucking slum. Like right. what is this even as a discussion? Like right. I didn't understand his like side of this at all. Me either. And like they even talk about that and you can talk Miranda down from killing him and like go 
you know, you don't have to kill him, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, you know, I never told them anything about Oriana. We can just say that you got there before me and hit her or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why does this right. change your mind now that she's threatening to shoot you? Like, right. And like, how do we know you're going to stop? Like, I did think that the end of this loyalty mission with Niket didn't make logical sense in terms of this relationship with him. To be... I 100% would have let Miranda shoot him. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. He's I a am, loose end. I am. A, it's not even a loose end thing. It's a, you mess with my sister. Yeah. And like, yeah. I am generally all bark mm-hmm. and no bite. <laughs> uh, but if you start messing with my sister, I will end your existence. Like, don't do it. And I totally, that made her very sympathetic to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm the same way sarah i feel like the only thing like the thing that caused me confusion is he was talking to what in indala indiala indalia um, the mercenary no attention to the names the asari mercenary yeah yeah the asari mercenary wanted to just like take her and bring her to her father Mm -hmm. but he was like no when i said that i was doing going to do this we're going to do it my way and that means that we have to like make this an exchange where everybody knows what's going on so it doesn't traumatize the kid which i was like well that's kind of nice but Mm -hmm. also why right why do you think that her father deserves this when you know what kind of fight he put put up trying to get miranda back like the gunfire fight that she had to do in order to leave the extent that her father was going after her like there is no way that you think that's a healthy environment for a child well and also oriana looks like what maybe 16 or 17 so she's been raised by this family for 16 years or so Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. come on you're gonna throw her back into whatever this crazy ass life is and leave behind everything she's ever known with what appears to be a pretty loving family and Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense but a lot of times, a lot of money can make, make people change their minds. That's true. I did think that what probably happened is that he finally cracked under the pressure of money being offered. Yeah. yeah. Because he couldn't, in his mind, he couldn't justify putting Miranda back in that position when she escaped and wanted to leave. But he can see the money being offered and that this kid wasn't given a choice. So he was like, well, that's worth it, though. Because she didn't choose to leave. She was taken. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's the only way his you don't know what it's like growing up poor comment yeah. made sense. Like, yeah. agreed. And I, I agree. Like, you can talk Miranda down because that's like the base Paragon decision or whatever. But I totally think she could have been justified in shooting his ass. And also, even if she doesn't shoot him, the Asari commando does. Like the yeah. Asari mercenary does. Yeah. She just, like, puts one in his back if Miranda doesn't shoot him herself. I think that's I, – I did the Paragon choice just because I didn't want Miranda to kill her oldest friend. Like, yeah. that – I mean, not that it winds up affecting her psyche in any way, but, like, Because she's thinking, genetically perfect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my I thinking, though, like, was, like – I don't want to put that on her. Well, the thing with the choice, like differences with Miranda is if she does shoot him, she compartmentalizes it away and understands that it needed to happen. Mm -hmm. If the Asari kills him, she's like, 
I'm mad that she killed him. Yeah. Because she could have dealt with herself killing him, but watching him get gunned down in front of her by somebody else isn't acceptable. I mean, arguably, you don't know that when you make the decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the after effect, basically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after that decision, you destroy the mercenaries, of course, mm-hmm. um, because they fight because they're fucking stupid. But then Miranda has the choice of just leaving. And having the move happen without, you know, any other interference or going and meeting Meeting her sister, sister. which I think was a good move. Yeah. Because Shepard even says, she's like, no, I don't want to cause that complication in her life. And Shepard's like, you don't have to tell her. Like, you don't have to tell her all this extra stuff. Just go introduce yourself to her. Let her know that she she has a loving sister out there thinking of her. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I liked that moment a lot. Yeah. And that is what I based Miranda off of more than her relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. The fact that she would go so far to protect her sister mm-hmm. and would like make that choice to be mm-hmm. there as somebody her sister can contact if she needs to, which hit me right in the feels guys. I love a good like sibling family relationship story it just yep. <laughs> i'm like that's me man i would like definitely murder people for my yeah. uh, let me tell you about how much i cried reading the hunger games tr- trilogy oh my gosh sarah because <laughs> yeah. oh. my sister was also an emt at the time mm. <laughs> so i'm like <gasps> tears <laughs> everywhere <sighs> so good yeah. yeah um well and then that's a loyalty mission yeah. Well, and when you get back almost immediately, like, obviously you have the discussion about her loyalty mission, but I think it's within the same scene, you actually get to really kick off the romance mm-hmm. with, like, I think there's a little flirty bit right before where Shepard, like, touches her arm and she says something like, we don't need any relationship entanglements right now. There's too mm-hmm. much to do, which... Yeah falls so in line with her character. It makes so much sense. Like she does not want distractions. Um, Mm. But when you get back, she says something about like, you've been more true to her than her oldest friend ever was, Niquette. Mm. Um, And like, she trusts you more than she's ever trusted anyone. And like, which makes sense because she's never had a relationship with someone that didn't hinge on some kind of give and take, like, capitalism bullshit right yeah. or Niket. what am i just, trying to get out of it right or Niket, who threw her over just now mm-hmm. um jacob technically they had something going on but also that was a bit of a like working relationship taken up to a next level and mm-hmm. it was also something where it obviously didn't end in a well. way that they <laughs> were both happy about <laughs> Like, it was obviously strong enough to the point where she had a promise that she made to him and she kept it in regard to his father. But also the fact that he was like, yeah, I wasn't man enough or, you know, strong enough or, like, good enough. He said that she deserves a better man than him. Yeah. 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 I mean, Shepard is always better than everybody. So technically accurate if you decide to romance Miranda, but... Also kind of sad because yeah. Jacob is great. But yes. um but this first kiss, I loved this moment. It was great. It was so good. 
There's like good. that cute little flirty banter back and forth. Banter, banter, banter. Like the, what was that? <laughs> she says something about love. And then he says, who said anything about love? I'm just trying to get you into bed. And she goes, you ass. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. So I watched the Paragon playthrough for that, which I liked better because I always tend towards sweeter. Because I, I feel like... Miranda's so objectified that the renegade sort of options for that I wasn't a fan of. I was like, show her some goddamn respect. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. Like you get, give that girl what she wants, right? What she needs. But um after the kiss scene and they have that conversation, because immediately after the kiss, when they were flirting, they did the, you know, you're basically perfect. And he was like, Oh, I'm perfect, huh? Kiss, well, kiss. Well, that's kiss. when he leans forward to kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she steps back and she was like, what was that? Yeah. Oh, man, I need to just give me a second to think. And she's like actually tongue tied. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I need to think about this. And she leaves the room. (laughs) She she does that in the Renegade one, too. Yeah, she does that both. On her way out, like, she looks back at Shepard and is like, wipe that smile off your face. Because he's like smiling at her. I was like, that moment is so great. I love that moment so much. Oh my That gosh. has to be the realest romance scene in any of the romances. Like, seriously. Yes. That's so I, good. My notes like that, say that feel, it's that mutual, feels- sweet, and confusing. Like a yeah. real first kiss. Yeah. Like, to be honest, you could put that kind, that tone of dialect into what something Brad and I say to each other that's exactly what like, I thought I was like yep it's just a, uh, yeah like the realest moment honestly and after when you go back to talk to her about it and have that conversation and she's talking about you know this not being the right time like this isn't a good time for romantic entanglements what are they doing they have so much to do right now and he can say Shepard can say who said anything about romance? I just want to get you into bed. Or he can say, you know, what do you mean? No romance like this. We could die tomorrow. Like it could be worth it to have this while we can. I do want to point out the word is love. She does use the word love. She does. Yeah. And he throws it back at her in both of those. Yeah. It's just a different connotation. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Cause the thing he says is like, if it's love, like, this is something we should strive for unless you think it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, like, in the I want to sleep with you one, I think the rea- reaction's slightly different. Um, but she's like, no, you're right, I do. I do want this, but she still has to be ready. Like, she yeah. still has to have that moment to... It has to be her terms. Yeah. Well, when she says, I'll come find you when I'm ready. Yes. yes. I loved that. I was yes. like, fuck. That yes. was... The yes. best. <laughs> um, and then eventually you do get to the romance scene, which is pretty cool. This um, is the best sex scene in the whole game. What the hell? Oh my gosh, it was the most cinematic shit. I was like, this was an option? Right? Was- uh, honestly, my reaction to the entire romance was, holy shit, that's where the zipper is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like not even joking. Out, though. It started, and I'm like, how are they going to get her suit off? What are they going to do? <laughs> There's a zipper. <laughs> Let's take a step back, though. She goes and finds him, it looks like, on the bridge. And yeah. she's like, I have the engine room cleared out right now if you would like to meet me down there. I'll be there. And he's like, oh, she doesn't even, she's just like, I just had the engine room cleared out. Whispers in his ear. <laughs> and It's super sexy. It's like, so yeah. You, 
she like blocks him from entering the elevator with like the oh we're going the same direction dance and like steps right up to him and puts her hands her hand on his chest and tilts into speak directly into his ear i was like bad bitch energy oh my god boom it's so good (sighs) why why are the other romances not this good i know we had this discussion but (laughs) i think the voice acting in miranda's voice actress Mm-hmm. is also a very big reason for why the romance works. Mm-hmm. I personally, while male Shep is a good voice actor, I don't love the direction just, that they I, take him. Yeah. I don't like the way he acts it. Yeah. I would have made different choices as a voice actor. Um, but I think he suffered a little bit from the writing. Yeah. Yes. The dialogue is written very misogynistic Yeah. And yeah, just touch. Blah, blah, blah. When you don't have any females on your writing staff. Yeah. 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 What up, Bioware? Fix it. Well, yeah. I mean, they just had a bunch of people leave, so fix oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fix it, y'all. And I think, you know, getting back to her sex scene. Yes. It's the only one that's... I think it's the only one that's not in your captain's quarters. Yeah. And he mentioned that. Uh, he no, mentions Jack. That. Jack has the scene in the um, oh, in oh, the her, engine room. Yeah, that's her room. true. So he does say when she invites him down to the engine room that, oh, I should have known that you wouldn't settle for the captain quarters. And, and she's she says, all, I only take the best. <laughs> yes. And like looks at him as the elevator door closes. I'm like, oh, this girl. This and then woman. he picks her up right away. You get like up on the console, then up against the wall. Then and then she's the like, door. boom, on the ground. Um, I my do- favorite part is like, I kept thinking about it. It was bugging me legitimately. I'm like, why is that engine room such a great idea for a sex scene? Like, what is the deal? And I'm like, oh, the engine, it's the noisy. Engine? Yeah. She's screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Like, she prepped the engine room to be empty. She didn't bring, like, a pillow. No. Or, like, at least a blanket to put no. on the cold-ass metal floor. Nope. Nope. And doesn't Grunt's room look into the engine room? <laughs> oh. I mean, she could have cleared him out. She could have pushed him down into the hangar. But, like, I was like, this is a lot and also fucking hilarious. Yep. But also cinematic as fuck because they work the angles. That's the thing that the got scene. me. This was no, the no, only no, no, no. Let the Krogan watch. <laughs> <laughs> This was the only sex scene that seems like it actually has a cinematic through line that yeah. makes sense. You're not changing Agreed. positions 17 times for no reason. You're changing positions for reasons. Because on the console. He picks her up. She wraps her legs around. They get on the wall. They fall to the ground. She unsips the jumpsuit. We zoom out. It's like it actually her flows. her bra is mm-hmm. so pretty. Is so cute. Yeah, so I cute. was like, how come they can't like do this awesome character design for everybody? I was like, this chick. Good fucking question. You can tell. She wanted to prepare, so she picked out her pretty bra. No, and no, you no, know no, she's no, wearing no, matching no, no. panties. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's Miranda's everyday underwear. No. No, yes. no one's everyday underwear. That's she, no yes. one's everyday underwear. So, no. Yes. Sarah. Yes. You don't want your everyday underwear to be like that because it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the lace <laughs> shows through your t-shirts. Not all of the time. And I'm sure her jumpsuit, jumpsuit is way thicker 
and it's weaved not to show nips or and I under, don't underwear. And probably because really, she doesn't wear underwear normally. <laughs> I I just I have arguments, but I don't want to talk about my own underwear. Is really what it comes down to. I think it's her everyday underwear because dude, sometimes I just wear sports bras, so I don't know. <laughs> You know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm surprised that she wears underwear. Yeah. She probably put it on just for Shep. Because hmm. that's mostly why I think it's like a a strategic move on her part. I feel like it's easier to either not because she's wearing a skin tight jumpsuit. Yeah. And the cleaning, though, uh, is let my me make thing. one more. Like no, about this different jumpsuits. Sorry, go they, ahead. They can't show real boobs in Mass Effect, so this is oh, a that's uh, true. game dev true. decision. Oh, that's fair. That's true. That's her decision. Yeah, yep. yeah, that makes yep. sense. They're like, well, we have to have some sort of bra, so let's go fancy Cute as lace. Hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is yeah. it actually lace? I think it might be yeah. more of an overlace. It looks like an overlay of lace over oh, a well, normal bra. I mean, it, most lace bras are that. Like, you've well, got yeah, the, you got the meshy, and then, it, and then let's the, yeah. tell you about bras. Like, <laughs> that's probably like a lacing, like a a mesh, like a flesh toned mesh with lace over it. Yeah, it's not going to be just lace because just lace is itchy AF, and I'm yeah. not telling you why I know that. Well, so, but they make them for lingerie. That's the whole thing. So right. it could be, yeah, like could edges be. of like I had a T-shirt or something like that that had like the edge of a lace on the bottom hem, oh, and I was, was like, nah. Do you remember it, when lace on the bottom hem was like height of fashion? Like yeah. that everything had to be with like a lace at the bottom hem. Girl, yes. <laughs> I don't remember have- lace bralettes being a thing. Like fucking oh, why? because I can't wear a bralette. No, so it because that's how anything. people lose eyes. Is when I decide to wear a bra that's not made of all steel. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. Okay. no, that's only, not. Uh, just, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean no, to make you're you. Good, you're good. I just like I can't. I don't feel comfortable wearing anything that's not an underwire. Like even my sports bras have underwire in them. It's I have kind two of, underwire bras and I only wear them when I need an extra like shelf. <laughs> very rarely. It's very I mean, rare. Honestly, like shelves are great, man. Like I can't mm-hmm. even tell you like how many times I've held something between my boob and my chin. Like it's very it's rare thing. for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a just, it's just a different physical thing. It's just, you need them. You, some people do, some people don't. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Falcon at um, for life, guys. Every boob I've is always, a different boob. <laughs> I've always wanted to be able to wear bralettes and it's the greatest tragedy of my life that I'll never be able to actually they are wear. Very comfy. Girl, <laughs> very comfy. It's nice. <laughs> Girl, I feel you 100%. So my answer was more defensive. I was never able to wear them. But. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what we're saying is we really appreciated this scene and we thought that the bra was a nice touch. Yes, it yes. was. It was very because they could have just made it like black or white, whatever. Right. Like they put or red. the style on there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, like high five. Like my note here was what the hell? Best sex scene in the entire game. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be the best sex scene. To date for Bioware, yes. not like to date now, but like to date yeah. by to the, the time the, the game yeah. came out, 2011. Yeah. yeah, like because Inquisition definitely had some Girl. updates for sure. My P.S. Freddie Prince Jr. Would you like okay. to come on our podcast? <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about that that scene too. We would love to talk to you about that, please. <laughs> if you're comfortable with it. If you're not, we'll skip that. We would part. love to. We know your buddy, uh, uh, Matt Lillard. 
Matt Lillard. He's great. He had a xenomorph sticking out of my shirt, waving it around. That sounded dirtier than it was meant to mm-hmm. be. I'm going to shut up now. Yeah. But I do want to touch on before we close out Miranda's um, deal is her argument with Jack as well. Yeah. Um, That's pretty intense. It is one of those things that is the same for all games. As soon as you get through the loyalty mission for both of them and get their loyalty, they have an argument where Jack wants Miranda to admit that Cerberus was wrong about the genetic and child experiment program that Jack went through. And Miranda's like, that was a splinter cell. Cerberus didn't have any actual oversight over that. So she's not going to admit it. Which that, is kind of- that is very interesting to me because she admits the wrongdoing to Shepard. Mm-hmm. And I think it has everything to do with her lack of respect for Jack yep. and, the, and the amount of respect that Jack does not command from other people. Yeah. Because I also think it's Miranda being like, just because you're a biotic doesn't make me scared of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that is one of the things. Like, Jack expects people to react to her a certain way, and Miranda refuses to do that because she's not yeah. afraid of Jack. Mm-hmm. Right. But also, like, it. one of the things that pisses me off about Miranda is I don't care if it's a fucking splinter cell of your group. It's a splinter cell of your group. Right. It's your yeah. group's fucking fault that well, it your wasn't group, taken care of. Your group fostered that feeling that caused yeah, it. That atmosphere. Uh, this, yeah, that atmosphere. Didn't, and we could say similar things about the current political state of the United States right now. Exactly. Like, you like, fostered that that feeling yeah. and that emotion that allowed mm-hmm. this to happen. And you That's didn't it. do the appropriate oversight to make sure it didn't happen, exactly. which as the leaders of that organization makes you at fucking fault. It yep. does. So on this thing, I'm like 100% on Jack's side. Agreed. The shitty thing about this argument is it affects your relationship with your crew members if you don't just stay neutral. Mm-hmm. If you pick Jack's side, then you lose the romance with Miranda and she doesn't, does it like, does it lose her loyalty as well? Uh, I think you have to rekindle the loyalty. I think you have to regain that. And it's the same for Jack. If you Mm -hmm. side with Miranda, then you lose Jack's loyalty. And I don't think you can get her loyalty back on that. No, I'm sure. No. Or at least I wasn't able to because I think that's how I fucked up Jack um, (laughs) in her loyalty. But, like, that is pretty frustrating. Like, you should be able to choose something that doesn't agree with Miranda without fucking up the entire relationship because people don't always agree in relationships. Like, that's kind of a prerequisite is being able to disagree with your significant other and still... And especially, like, let me put it this way. At the same time, if your significant other is siding with somebody who you think is an absolute fucking sociopath. That is a flag. But you, the way I think about it is this. At the end of this game, before the end of this game, you cut off all ties with Cerberus. Mm -hmm. You basically tell the elusive man to go stick it up his, uh, like, what's... Cloaca. Oh my gosh, I had a funny thing and then I forgot what fucking words were. (laughs) I'll just say stick it up his ass. I'll think of it later. Maybe we can add it in post. We won't, but we might. Um, The fact that you tell him to stick it up his ass. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Here it is, here it is, here it is. 
The fact that you can tell him to stick it up his hologram hole (laughs) is... Is oh boy, you cutting off ties with him and still keeping Miranda on your team because you understand that Cerberus is making wrong fucking decisions and is being led by a psycho, like a bad person. And yes, just bank account look like <laughs> what does return on investment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can do all of that. But you can't tell Miranda that Cerberus was wrong for what happened to Jack. Like, I don't understand that. Like, it's not even that you're siding with Miranda and saying Jack is a pinnacle nice person. You are just saying that Cerberus was wrong with what happened to her. That's not an argument. That's fact, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. That entire thing was like, they're just trying to make the two human women love interests fight. <laughs> That's what they're it was trying unnecessary. to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they gave it like a reason, but then mm-hmm. they didn't resolve it in any way that made sense. Like, Agreed. Uh, that was what I had to say about that. Oh, also one other thing that I didn't say in the loyalty mission that pissed me off. The Asari mercenary... Mm-hmm. Just straight up calls Miranda a whore. Do you Did remember she? that? I yeah, that. she like she calls Miranda a whore. She like I was calls multitasking. Her a, yeah, she Ooh. calls her like a Cerberus whore or what something the hell? like that oh, because of yeah. her outfit. She specifically says Cerberus lets this whore walk around in that, that outfit. And what I was the hell like, is the mercenary wearing? Yeah, for real. She, I think the mercenary is wearing like a standard like uniform thing, bodysuit. I don't think it's a standard bodysuit. I think yeah. it's like legit armor stuff. Hmm. But I was like, Bioware, where the fuck did that come from? Uh, male writers. Yeah, I was like, <sighs> right? out of left field. Why do male writers, this is going to get preachy for a Lantea. second. Okay, hang on. Why do male writers feel the need to call women whores whenever they can quote unquote justify it within a narrative, especially between two women characters? Do you never actually, I know the answer to this already. Do you never hear women actually talk to each other? Because when women get into fights, they don't automatically just start calling each other whores because when you first meet Lantea, she's wearing a black bodysuit with a cutout for the boobs. Like, I don't know. You meet up with her later and she's wearing armor, but. Is that the mercenary though in her loyalty yeah. mission? Yeah. I just Googled it. It's Lantea. And yeah, she's wearing armor the second time you meet up with her. But the first time you meet up with her, she's wearing like a black bodysuit. I don't. <laughs> so I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. It's just bad writing. Bullshit. I was like, that immediately took me out of it. I was like, the fuck writers right like first of all why and also like if that was such an upsetting thing for people to wear miranda wouldn't be wearing it right like she would have chosen a different kind of outfit like if you can't justify it being a normal outfit in fucking game don't fucking put a character in that for fighting you know what like i'm looking at miranda's outfit She's got straps on it like belts. She's got something in the back that looks like it's meant for a rocket pack in my mind. It might be something about like it's all legit stuff. Right. Like it's not just a bodysuit to be a bodysuit. It's no. it's 
an actual God, elbow pads for Christ's sake. God, yeah, no, I see nothing wrong with it. It may be skin tight, but like everything in this world is. Yeah, because that's what you need in space. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. Yeah, like if they can justify the, the boots are a little the unnecessary. The boots are a little unnecessary. You don't need heels in space. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's my like that ongoing argument is stop putting your female fighters in fucking heels. But yeah. like. That's that how you also bothers me in fucking Wonder Woman with the wedges. I'm like, why the fuck are you going to put Wonder Woman on a pair of goddamn wedges? For I one, mean, she's already really tall. She doesn't need more. Like, But, I mean, wedges are... I like wedges. I cannot walk in a wedge. I look like Frankenstein. Oh, girl, I can monster. run. I don't run, but I can run in a wedge. Oh, I can't. I can, I can I run can in run a regular heel, but you put me in a wedge, and I'm like, clomp, 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 clomp. Oh, I am... I can wear heel... I can wear wedges all day long. Ooh, I don't know. Why. I had a maybe it's because my feet wedges. are small, and so like I don't have as much space. Oh, that could from be the front to the my back feet, of the wedge. My feet are like canoe paddles; <laughs> they're just wide, <laughs> and they can just like they're kind of like they're almost fins, <laughs> and they're kind of big. <laughs> and I have really uh, short toes, and it's weird. Uh, now that we've talked about wedges and draws, and <laughs> yeah, I mean. You, other female mostly cosmetic thing that we talk about the fact that she never puts her hair up and it's always down oh yeah oh man <laughs> oh yeah that bugs me man um, it's called a but, ponytail come yeah. on yeah like there's like certain things that they choose to do and i'm like the writing staff is showing so yes. hard that i'm yes. just like stop like this is why i mostly only watch and listen to things created by female creators now it's just exhausting <laughs> it is it can be it's I'll, i have to say the one person that i've been really enjoying who is i think very good at writing females and i tawny might actually disagree with it i don't know if jordan agrees or not because i forgot how much you've read but i think brandon sanderson is actually very good at writing women he's he got gotten better. better he got better. yeah he has gotten much better uh <laughs> that's Born, my note he got better miss Born's a little off Oh, I loved it. But as soon as I got into um, Yasna and Shalon, we're good. Yeah, we good. Yeah, now. I like right. Anderson a lot. Right, right. But it's just it, you've got to. He grew when, as a writer. Yeah, he when grew. when are people who develop video games going to admit that they have a fucking female audience? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I just uh, how I, I don't know where I can scream this information from. I mean, we I are at least starting half of this point. to get We're like forty nine point seven percent of video game audiences. I would be yeah. very interested to see. Cyberpunk came out two days ago, right? Yeah. Of our friend group, it's half ladies playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I would be very interested to see like what the like day one pickup was on something like mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, which has been critically acclaimed already for the entire fucking year. Yeah. What is what? It, what are the numbers there? How do you I find would, that? I don't know. But yeah. like, what are the numbers there? They allow I, you to sh- share game data. It's one of the first options when you log in. If you'll share your option choices and stuff with them, and I said yes because I said yes too. Please show that there's more women playing this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's only one male romance option that I know of, and he's really hard to find. I wish you could romance Jackie. Let's be fair. I, I do said that him. too. That was yeah. my first thing. I was like, okay, when can I flirt with Jackie? Is that this is um, turning into cyberpunk? Is that Keanu yeah. Reeves? No, no. that's oh. Donnie Silverhand. 
Um, yeah. Jackie this is, is your, like, like your bestie when you yeah. start. As can a sweet you, kid, you've known him for years. He's sweet. Can you can you can you romance Johnny Silverhand? Not that I'm aware of, and I don't want to tell know. you why because spoiler. Oh no, that's fine. I don't want to fucking play it then. <laughs> I I don't wanna. I will I will take. This might be too much information, and I'm sorry, but I will take the lovely romantic dream I had about cyberpunk and jo- uh, Keanu Reeves last night versus not playing the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say anything. I don't want to yeah. say anything else because we haven't given a spoiler warning for cyberpunk. So. All right, yeah, fine. so we definitely want to get back onto the the yes. Mass Effect track. Um, we'll eventually visit uh, CD Projekt Red. Yes, but, we will. Um, yeah, we'll get there. What do you guys consider your favorite like moment about the Miranda romance? The first Tanya. kiss. I love the first kiss. I think it's sweet. I think it's it's mutual. Like he starts towards her and then she like closes the gap. And so it's a very mutual decision to have that kiss in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of awkward. And then when they back away, it's like, oh, oh no, we shouldn't be doing this right now. Oh shit. And then that turn back around with the wipe that smile off your face because she's smiling (laughs) when she says it and it's so real it felt very very real and I loved that Mm -hmm. I had a tie between the sweetness of Shepard encouraging her to go talk to her sister and you like seeing that she wanted to like she Mm -hmm. wanted to make that human connection like it's one of the first times that you see her have like true wants outside of her career and outside of what like she's expecting of herself. This is something that she wanted and was willing to let go for her sister's safety. And you like are the vehicle of saying, no, like go do it. You can do it. Like you can still make this work even if you can't tell her everything. And her doing the elevator back and forth with Shepard inviting him down to the engine room because that was sexy. Like, that was was peak sexiness for this entire, like, Mass Effect 2, for sure. (laughs) I'm with you. I don't don't know if I really have a favorite. Like, I, overall, I enjoy her romance, but I'm really getting to the point where I just feel like all the romances in Mass Effect 2 are just too short for me to really get into that all that much i could um, i do agree that she's definitely the most realistic of all of them because mm-hmm. uh, it feels like it could be for real dialogue yeah. um, and she does actually seem like seem like the most down-to-earth person despite the fact that she's a clone um which is weird but uh not that she's a, it's just weird that she's a clone and she's the most realistic person yeah um i just uh i enjoy her overall confidence is really mm-hmm. probably my favorite part if Mm -hmm. you will it's not really a specific moment it's just i enjoy her confidence of knowing that she is a skilled badass Mm -hmm. and that is while there are still some problematic parts i really do enjoy that Mm -hmm. in her character in the problematic parts of her her character like hand waving the male gazy shit and somebody calling her a whore for no reason Hmm. um the personality things flaws that I have that I've seen in this game are building out her character instead Mm -hmm. of just like slapping something onto her to make it more interesting I feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. which is so I appreciate that (laughs) they actually made a female character that was like mostly perfect like mostly actually good like they fell on some places they always do but overall 
good girl. Good job. Yeah. High five. Are still we, not, is this soft I'm rating? S- oh. I'm still not understanding how everything sips down because it looks like they might actually be too. I'm okay. I'm sorry. I, I should not be like analyzing how to undress her. That's a little objectify. I'm, I'm just genuinely so, curious about the process. As they showed, like it unzips and then she just pulls it from pulls the shoulders. It right. But it looks like it's two pieces. If you look at the videos, because there's a little like. You know what? No, it's fine. I don't <laughs> you know need that mystery I, solved. You know what I liked? They didn't fully undress her in the sexy. Yeah. True. They Very had true. like the half on closing clothes thing, which was sexy, but right. yeah. Okay. Is it time for our fuck rating? I yes. think it may be time right. for a fuck rating. Insert fuck haiku here. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll start off with my fuck rating for Miranda. Um, I actually went with four out of five here for Miranda's romance. She had a fully developed character that had shit going on outside of her romance with Shepard um, with a lot of backstory that like gets detailed and shit. Um, Her flirting interactions were awesome and sassy and like really compelling. The get together with the kiss and then with the discussion afterwards and, like, then the upcoming sex scene is, like, the pre-ending kind of cut scene for the romance. We're all great. Like, the down point that I have is that there's not really an ending to it. They don't really nope. close it out. That's, like, the through line for all of these Mass Effect games. They never close this shit out. Um, and... I almost wanted to take points away for her being sidelined in Mass Effect 3, but we're talking about Mass Effect 2. Um, but yeah, a solid four out of five for Miranda Lawson. Nicey, nice. I, I'm struggling to find like a good scale system here, but like somewhere between Lucy Lawless and Charlize, like she's up there. Like the way that they've uh-huh. got her character just so <clears throat> fucking confident. It's like, I'm here for it. So I, I guess I'm giving it a Charlize slash Xena. Good, good, good. So uh, what you're telling me is old guard. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, listeners, if you have not watched Old Guard on Netflix, watch it. freaking do it do now. It. And then watch it four more times because it's it good. deserves our we watches. We need a sequel. We need a sequel. Yeah, good. <laughs> I have questions. I want them to turn it into a show. I have questions I need answered. Y'all yes. should watch it. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, Charlize, if you ever feel like coming on our show, we I would, would love find to something to, to talk about. <laughs> so. Oh, Sarah. yeah. That is my. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so on a scale from high school freshman at a dance to the most romantic pornography ever, I'm going to have to go with an amazing Keanu Reeves romance game. <laughs> Very timely, very timely. Right. It's like the right amount of real person Mm -hmm. with the right amount of normal, relatable dialogue and really attractive person you're talking to. Um, Yeah, I just, I really, I enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely did make me feel like, man, they don't do this long enough in any of the Mass Effect games. Mm-hmm. They could probably come out with a Mass Effect just romance game. And yeah. I let would me play download that. on my phone. Let me download that on my phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> Please, yes. Please. I will pay you money 
How much? Right, I yeah, take my money. money. Yeah, I can um, like recommend like a couple of companies for you to reach out to if you need yeah. like a good framework because I have some favorite mm-hmm. Satomi games here. I, I have just Sharif started food. the Satomi train, so I have no useful feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the oh, party. Oh, um, I guess that really wraps us on Miranda Lawson slash Yvonne mm-hmm. Strahovski. I like. I, st- I guess I just still feel like this is just the, the most well-written female mm-hmm. in the entire game. Um, unless, I mean, unless you're Femme yeah, Chef femme in chef. which case, obviously, you, you write her Liara a has bit. a strong showing, um, but, like, for romances, like, this is the strongest romance so far. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can't romance Liara in yeah. two, so. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is problematic in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining to our um, episode of Miranda Lawson's ME2 Romance. Our next Mass Effect discussion will be following Marinth, but you just may want to keep your eyes peeled around the last week or so of the month because we're going to do a holiday special um, that if you follow us on Twitter, you might see a little more It'll about. Be we're very excited about it. Digit looking. I was going to say digit looking good, but (laughs) fine. (laughs) I mean, it's in the name of it. Yeah, it is. Everybody (laughs) at home, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. Check out our socials on Instagram and Facebook and all of that fun stuff. Um, you can also find us in a couple other properties. Uh, we're all members mm-hmm. of Theaters of the Mind, Theater of the Mind Players, an actual play, uh, live stream, uh, show, and podcast. Um, we just wrapped up our season for 2020 and are about to roll into 2021. Uh, so keep your eyes out and check out what we've released to the sphere so far. It's going to be yeah. good. I'm excited about some of these games we have picked for next year. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked. Uh, um, I also have another podcast called The Not-So-Bigfoot Thing, um, where I talk about hiking as a small lady. And Sarah's got a couple of things, Yes, too. I have Plot Points, which is a uh, RPG podcast about games and them as literature. Also, uh, Romancing the Game, which I'm right here, TMP, the Theater of the Mind Players, and also Encounter Party, which is a D&D 5th Ed Ravnica campaign. It's pretty fun. Give a listen. It's great. Uh, yeah, so like, rate, sh- sh- subscribe, share, share, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, whatever you want to do. Uh, bring me a shrubbery. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this has been Romancing the Game. Remember, I'm Oh, yeah. Remember? Consent is sexy and mandatory. Dude, se- uh, yeah. I was like, sex is good. But yeah. I'm like, wait, no. Consent is good. <laughs> uh, and that, that includes in your gaming, okay? And that's not just like sexual content. Let your mm-hmm. friends know if you plan on bringing in spiders, because some people are really scared of spiders. They might flip a table or throw something at your face and then it'll hit your eye and then you're crying about it for like six years and nobody ever lets you forget it. <laughs> Consent applies to a hell of a lot more than sex. Yes. <laughs> Black lives matter as well. Yes. Wear Put a damn mask, mask on your damn face. Yeah, wear a damn mask. <laughs> and we'll see you next Wash time. your damn hands.